My name is Zach Arnold. I'm a Hollywood film and television editor, a documentary director, father of two, an American Ninja Warrior in training, and the creator of Optimize Yourself. For over 10 years now, I have obsessively searched for every possible way to optimize my own creative and athletic performance, and now I'm here to shorten your learning curve. Whether you're a creative professional who edits, writes, or directs, you're an entrepreneur, or even if you're a weekend warrior, I strongly believe that you can be successful without sacrificing your health or your sanity in the process. You ready? Let's design the optimized version of you. Hello, and welcome to the Optimize Yourself podcast. If you're a brand new optimizer, I welcome you and I sincerely hope that you enjoy today's conversation. If you are inspired to take action after listening today, why not tell a friend about this show and help spread the love? And if you're a longtime listener and optimizer OG, welcome back. Whether you're brand new or you're a seasoned vet, if you have just 10 seconds today, it would mean the world to me if you clicked the subscribe button in your podcast app of choice because the more people that subscribe, the more that iTunes and the other platforms can recognize this show, and thus the more people that you and I can inspire to step outside their comfort zones to reach their greatest potential. And now on to today's show, which to be honest is going to be a bit of an experiment. As a longtime listener, you already know how much I love to do in-depth interviews on a variety of topics, whether that's allowing everyday people to share their personal and their inspirational journeys, or industry experts and world-renowned authors who share their expertise to help you optimize a specific area of your life. But today, what I want to do instead is give you an insider's glimpse into the world of my optimizer coaching and mentorship program and what we call the hot seat. What you're going to hear today is a recording of an actual live session with an Optimizer student where on the hot seat, we tackle various questions, whether that's about career transitions, productivity, workflows, networking, burnout, habit formation, resumes and websites, and any other number of work-life challenges that students bring to the table as they navigate their own paths toward success. In the following Hot Seat session, I talk to community member Jonathan Hodges, who's a promo editor in Baltimore who's looking to make the transition to working as an assistant editor in scripted television out here in Los Angeles. He has gone through my insider's guide to writing amazing cold outreach emails, and he has received a lot of great responses from everybody that he's contacted. However, he is feeling stuck on how to continue the conversation, build a longer-term relationship, and possibly even secure a mentor. Listen in on how I coach Jonathan to effectively build a relationship and continue to add value to all of the people that he is connecting with. And as a reminder, if you want to go even deeper down the cold outreach email rabbit hole, you can get my insider's guide to writing amazing outreach emails at optimizeyourself.me slash email guide. If you find these sessions valuable, we're going to be sharing Hot Seat Fridays with you every week that are going to be jam-packed with practical, real-world strategies that you can easily apply to your own lifestyle and career to send you off with an action plan for the next Monday ahead. And if after listening to this, you're wishing that you could schedule your own hot seat session, I invite you to join our community of optimizers, where you're going to find all the support and connections you need to optimize every aspect of your life. Just go to optimizeyourself.me slash optimizer to learn more about the various coaching and mentorship options available so you and I can start working together today.
All right, without further ado, here is today's Hot Seat Friday session with community member Jonathan Hodges. And as a quick reminder, to subscribe so you don't miss future interviews just like this one, please visit optimizeyourself.me slash podcast. Mr. Jonathan Hodges, so what is your Hot Seat topic for today? It's about the follow-up. Oh, what a crazy idea. Uh, so give us a little bit more background of where your question comes from, because you are currently in the advanced networking small group program. And you've also been through uh, the, the office hours, uh, kind of self-guided one in the past. So you've already been through the ringer. So tell me where you are right now, where you're stuck and how we can keep you moving forwards. Okay, so uh, just a little bit of backstory, I guess, for everybody else. I'm on the East Coast. I'm in Baltimore. I'm an editor out here. I edit promos and I'm trying to transition into assisting in scripted television. So I reached out to quite a few people. You know, I've asked if I could ask the question, get the response. I asked my questions, get the responses. And I'm mainly asking, you know, how did they get started? What their story is so I can hopefully glean something from that and, um, you know, find opinions on how I might get started. And that's great. And they're all kind of usually the same responses, though, you know, uh, kind of like the same kind of formula in a way. But after that, it's like, you know, how do you follow up with that? Because I would like to keep the line of communication open, you know, because ultimately it'd be great to land a, a shadowing opportunity. And I know that's like a tall order. I don't have any delusions about that, but that would be the ideal scenario. But other than that, I mean, it just helps to have contacts and know people, especially for someone like me who knows nobody. Yet, you know nobody yet. And by the way, that's not even remotely true because you have really good connections already in this community with a lot of the people that are doing what you want to do next. So let, let's eliminate this idea in our head that I don't know anybody and I'm stuck here in the middle of nowhere on an island on the other end of the planet in Baltimore. The only thing precluding you from being very well connected in this industry right now is the pandemic and the fact that you can't literally move yourself here and start shadowing with people in person. Exactly. If there was no pandemic, something tells me you would already live here and you'd already be in multiple people's offices doing shadowing opportunities, either with people you've connected with or people in this community. Yeah. It's the one thing that frustrates me most about circumstances right now is I can't facilitate shadowing opportunities. I loved being able to do that before. I just can't do it now. And because of security protocols, it's very difficult to offer something like this over Zoom on most shows. Uh, I can't even use the focus gym because of the security protocols I'm under. I have been inundated and bombarded with memos about security and sharing and using the internet because everybody's working from home. And, um, you know, I'm, I would, I'm on what some would consider a relatively high security level, high profile show. So I can't do anything internet related. So even if I wanted to, and I do want to, if somebody said, I'd love to do a digital shadowing opportunity, I'd be like, there is no way. Yeah. I, I received a multi-page memo about the fact that I can't even have my screens up if my family walks in the room. Like they're really, really strict. So wow. I, want, I just want to set the, the expectations accordingly that given present circumstances, shadowing is really hard. I've tried to crack this code uh, digitally and it's, it's, for the most part, it's not happening for people. If there were no pandemic, you'd be in LA, you'd be shadowing with people probably a couple of times a month. So I don't want you to hold that on yourself that it's like you're doing something wrong and the outreach isn't working and you need to change your strategy. But one thing that I wanna point out that's really important is you said, I'm starting to get a lot of the same answers. And that concerns me because it tells me you might need to ask better questions. So you sent me 
like a whole uh, couple of pages worth of, uh, of copy that I want you to help me sift through because I want to understand what are the questions that you're asking. And then once I better understand that, we can talk about a follow-up strategy. Sure, yeah. And I have the PDF you sent me and then you have the, the goals document. So do you want me to, to show the PDF that you sent? Sure. And I, it's not, again, it's really not about, I mean, he gave some really great responses, but they're very long. So it's, you know, I guess the focus is more to dissect what I'm saying or not saying. Um, all right. So we're obviously not going to read through all of this out loud because that would yeah. take up your hot seat and the next person's hot seat because there's a lot in here. But help us navigate to specifically where you're asking your question so we can figure out why you're getting similar answers. Then we're going to talk about how do we stay in touch. Okay, well, I guess the first one, um, since you didn't have a lot of assisting experience when you were just starting, how did you convince people that you could actually do the job? Because that's the position that I'm in. Mm -hmm. So right now, you're trying to answer the question, how do I convince people I have the skills and abilities when I don't have the experience? Right. Right? right. So you're saying that you're getting long answers, but you're getting a lot of the same answers? Well, I guess uh, what I'm saying is, is that uh, it kind of all boils down to, I think, something you've talked about before is that, you know, if you're starting out someplace that you don't want to be in, just be good at what you do, let people know it, let people know where you want to be, and keep applying that consistent effort, and then eventually you're going to get there. And all the stories are different, but in that, they're the same. Mm -hmm. So. So then let me ask you this question. What answer aren't you getting? We're talking about the answers you are getting. What's the answer you're not getting yet that you're still hungry for? It's like, well, I, this is what I'm looking for and I'm not getting it yet. What is it? Well, again, it's like, I, I guess uh, I'm trying to play the long game. And eventually I would like to be able to end up in a position where, you know, I could land a shadowing opportunity. But that's, I think, several steps away. And, uh, and again, no delusions about that. I know that's like a tall ask. So I guess I just don't know how to follow up with somebody and, you know, I'm not trying to be their pen pal, but I, I don't know where to go after I get a great response like this. I mean, I say thank you and so on. And a lot of people offer like, yeah, you have any more questions, you know, just ask, but it's like, well, my situation and the global circumstance right now kind of stuck. Right. So it sounds like then it's not that you are not getting your questions answered. You are getting good answers. It's more about, yeah, I kind of know this, but what do I do next, especially given that shadowing opportunities are tough? Because I don't think you're several steps away from shadowing opportunities. I think that is the most logical next step. It's just not possible at the moment. So I don't think you're nearly as far away from it strategically as you think. The only thing that's working against you is time and circumstances, and there's nothing you can do about those. Yeah. So really, it does come down to I'm getting good answers. People are demonstrating that they do want to help me, and, I, if, and I'm assuming that the stuff in bold, these are responses? Yes. Mm -hmm. So if I look at, I mean, the sheer volume of these responses, what do they tell you? What, if, without reading a word, what do these responses tell you? Uh, I mean, people, people care. You know, they, they want to help. People want to help you. In order for them to get you closer to the finish line, like you've already alluded to, we just need to stay in touch with them. Mm -hmm. So we need different ways to reconnect, but continually provide value. What it can't be, which we've already talked about, and I know that uh, one of the questions you had asked before scheduling this was, is, is this going to be a spoiler? Like, am I going to be giving this away because you haven't covered it in the advanced program yet? I'm not going to I'm not going to hide this from you for another 10 weeks and say, no, nope, I can't help you until week 11. And this is something we're going to go into more in depth. Uh, but have you read the article series that I wrote last fall about mentorship? 
Yes. The Miyagi the, mentor, the different levels the, of mentors. Yes, where, where you have the meet and greet mentor, the Sherpa mentor, and the Miyagi mentor. Yes. What you've done so far is a whole bunch of which version? The lunch, the first one, just the quick You're doing exchange. the quick meet and greet. I've yeah. got a question or two. Yeah. Ultimately, which one do you think you're probably going to need to get your butt in the assistant editor chair and script to television? The second and third. I think levels. you're going to mostly, you're mostly going to need the Sherpa. Mm-hmm. What you're doing has been done many, many times before. You need the Miyagi mentor when you're really up against something that's difficult that not a lot of people are able to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And you need to find somebody that's overcome that insurmountable obstacle that can walk you through how to do it step by step, day by day. I don't think you need that. You don't need somebody that's going to work with you every hour of every day to craft all the emails and make sure that, you know, they're standing right over your shoulder during the lunch meetings. And you, you don't need all that. But I think what you might need are is a Sherpa or two that can help guide you and be more connected with you on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Because eventually the way this works for almost everyone, especially now that uh, there, there's less opportunities and there's more people looking for opportunities, you already know referrals are where they're going to get you in the door. My sincerest apologies for the interruption in the middle of this interview. But if you are a content creator or you work in the entertainment industry, not only is the following promo not an interruption, but listening has the potential to change your life because collaborating with Evercast is that powerful. Here's a brief excerpt from a recent interview that I did with Evercast co-founders, Brad Thomas and award-winning editor, Roger Barton. Living this lifestyle of a feature film editor has really had an impact on me. So I was really looking for something to push back against all of these lifestyle infringements that are imposed on us, both by schedules and expectations. When you guys demoed Evercast for me that first time, my jaw hit the floor. I'm like, oh my God, This is what I have been waiting for for a decade. I also had the same reaction when I first saw Evercast. Two words came to mind, game changer. Our goal, honestly, is to become the Zoom for creatives, whatever it is you're streaming, whether it's editorial, visual effects, pro tools for music composition, live shot cameras. It's consistent audio and video, lip sync always stays in sync. Whether you're in a live session where you're getting that feedback immediately or you can't get it immediately, so you record the session and you can share those clips with people on the production team where there's no room for any confusion. It's like, this is exactly what the director wants. This is exactly what the producer wants. What matters most to me is it makes the entire process more efficient, which then translates to us as creatives who spend way too much time in front of computers. We get to shut it down and we get to go spend time with our friends and family. The biggest complaint, and I'm sure you guys have heard this many, many times, this looks amazing, I just can't afford it. Tesla had to release the Model S before they released the Model 3. So by the end of the year, we are going to be releasing a sub $200 version a month of Evercast for the freelancer and indie creatives. Anyone who is a professional video creator outside of Hollywood. I think what we've learned over the last few months is that this technology can translate to better lives for all of us that give us more flexibility and control while still maintaining the creativity, the creative momentum, and the quality of work. I cannot stress this enough. Evercast is changing the way that we collaborate. If you value your craft, your well-being, and spending quality time with the ones you love, Evercast now makes that possible for you and me. To listen to the full interview and learn about the amazing potential that Evercast has to change the way that you work and live, visit optimizeyourself.me slash Evercast. Now back to today's interview. The referral is going to come from a Sherpa mentor that says, uh, so somebody comes to them, 
and they say, hey, we're looking for an assistant editor. Uh, they don't necessarily have to have a ton of existing experience. We just need to fill in somebody maybe for an episode. We're okay with somebody being a little bit greener, <clears throat> cheaper. And do, do you know anybody? And if they're not connecting with you on a regular basis and they sent you one really nice email that has all this text three months ago, they're not going to remember you. Right. But let's take the person that gave you this response. How long do you think it took somebody to draft this? I, I would say a while. That's easily, at best, 15 to 20 minutes of somebody's day. Yeah. That's a lot. They're giving yeah. you a lot. And what we don't want to do is say, oh, this is so awesome. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, You can turn this into Sherpa mentorship, and I don't know who this is, and I know that we took all the names out for uh, privacy, but this person is demonstrating that they really want to help, and they're giving you very specific advice. Mm -hmm. So if we were to take this one person without giving away too much information, without ever giving away a name, give me a little bit clearer sense of who this person is and what they do in general. Uh so this is, person is uh, an assistant editor slash they've also been in the editor's chair more recently working on uh, Better Call Saul and El Camino. But this person started out their career, you know, doing um, post coordinator, eventually like post supervisor. So I, another thing I wanted to like get at the angle, like if you were hiring somebody, you know, what, how did I phrase it? Okay. Uh, is it this is, is it this right here? Yeah, I know. I try to not sound so dumb when I, I said this, but uh, I said, since you were once a post supervisor, if you're ever interviewing an assistant is I've never had experience with X, Y, Z, but I know what to do. Is that a good enough response of paraphrasing kind of, you know, like I haven't done it, but I know it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he goes on to kind of like spell that out his response to that. Right. So uh, I won't dig into this too deeply. I think that you could ask a better question to get a better answer, but you've already gotten a really good answer. Yeah. I think the better way to ask this is phrasing it similarly to what we've already talked about. If you're interviewing somebody for an assistant editor position, what are you the most concerned about if they don't have the level of experience that mm -hmm. you require? And an example would be you could say, let's say that there were, uh, there were a specific skill I didn't have yet. Would it help to say, I may not have this skill but I'm a really good problem solver and I can figure it out. Because I know that's a really, really big asset that, that a lot of post-producers, um, editors are looking for in assistance. I never expect you to come in and know everything. That's one of the, the big fears that a lot of people have when they're breaking into a new job. But I don't know how to do everything. You don't need to. You just need to have enough, enough knowledge that you don't fail massively your first day and you can learn the rest on the job. So I'm not looking to know that you have all the knowledge and experience. Do you have the ability to solve problems and learn quickly on the job. I think that's more what you're trying to get to the bottom of. Yes. And what we need to do, having this answer and kind of starting this conversation, is brainstorm how do we follow up beyond just, this is amazing advice. Thank you so much. Much appreciated. We need to go beyond that. Mm -hmm. So having read through the articles that I wrote about this process of developing long-term mentorship, what are different ways that we can follow up and provide value over time? I, yes. I literally bullet pointed it. One, two, three, bam, bam, bam. What are those different ways? And is there uh, anybody else in the group that might want to help Jonathan out a little bit? Just brainstorming here. If Jonathan wants to follow up and provide more value in the future, Maxton, yes, sir. You've been through the ringer on this one, man. Talking about how this has opened your eyes a little bit, not a little bit, a lot. Talking about how much it's opened your eyes to different paths and such, and then maybe asking for, well, I don't know, but maybe asking for a Zoom or a FaceTime 
meeting? So that is certainly one way to do it. And I'm going to break this down even a little bit deeper. One way that you can provide tremendous value to somebody, and this is probably my number one strategy for building relationships. They teach you something, you take their advice and you put it into action and you follow up and you give them the results. I use this all the time. That's how I've gotten pretty much all of my mentors. They say, you know what, do X, Y, and Z. And I immediately follow up and say, oh my God, X, Y, and Z, like that's amazing. You have no idea how helpful this piece of advice is for me. Would you mind after I put this into action for a while, if I followed up maybe in a month or two to let you know how things are going? If somebody wrote you a novella to answer one of your questions, what are the odds that they're going to be willing to listen to hear how things went once they taught you something? Definitely. It's going to be extremely high. So I think the first thing that you want to do, if you're going to develop more of a a Sherpa type mentorship with the right assistant editor or a young editor that recently made the transition, you need to demonstrate that you listen and you take people's advice and you get results. Because there's nothing I enjoy more. I built an entire business out of the idea of giving people advice, they take action, and they share the results with me. That's pretty much my entire business model at this point. Because that provides so much more value and fulfillment to me than getting a paycheck and cutting together a TV show and seeing a bunch of articles and ads and everything saying, oh, biggest show on Netflix. Like, it's great. But that's not emotionally fulfilling to me. You send me a message in two weeks that says, oh, my God, I just had a Zoom call with this person that I never in a million years thought I would connect with because of your advice makes my week, my entire week. That's fulfilling to me. And it's the same way for a lot of other people. So whomever this editor slash assistant editor is on Better Call Saul, if they wrote this paragraph, I bet they really want to hear from you in a month or two to know how things are going and to see that your life is better because of their advice. So that's one really important strategy to continue the relationship. And it's not about, hey, look at how awesome I am. It's, hey, look at how awesome your advice was. Exactly. All right. This is how I get a lot of the podcast interviews that I do with a little tiny minuscule audience that I have. I have no business getting the guests that I do, some of the the authors and the experts. But the reason is that I reach out to them. I first share how their work has impacted me personally and how I would love it to impact others. And usually the first time they politely turn me down. Oh, that all sounds great. But my schedule is busy, blah, 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 blah. But then I reach out in a month or two. So listen, a few of my students have now been learning from your materials. Here are the results that they got. Then their interest becomes peaked. Oh, wow, this this person's really serious. They're not just looking to to pad their numbers with a big guest name. Maybe I should look into this. But, you know, unfortunately, I'm still busy. I just keep going. I've got like a three-year plan to get to an author out, uh, an author that's one of the biggest name uh, authors in the, the personal development and psychology and leadership. He will be on my show. And I'm reading his newest book right now, and I already had the follow-up sequence drafted in my head, and I'm just going to slowly keep following up until finally he's like, well, all right, fine. Like, I can't imagine I have anything to lose from being on the microphone for an hour with this person. It seems like this would bring tremendous value to both myself and others. So I think the number one strategy for you is following up and demonstrating, I take your advice, I use it, and I get results. That goes from meet and greet mentorship to Sherpa mentorship. So when the time comes that that person gets a referral, hey, we're looking for a young assistant to fill a gap. Oh, dude, Jonathan kicking ass. He's little green, may not have all the experience yet, but I I just, I feel it in my gut. You put that guy in the chair, 
He has the ability to figure things out, great problem solver, and he listens and he takes advice. That's how this is going to ultimately happen for you. Yeah, I agree. So can you devise a strategy with the people you've connected with so far to follow up and demonstrate to them I'm listening and I'm moving forwards largely because of what you've shared with me? I will find a way. And if you can't, then we'll dig into that a little bit deeper as we go along in the, the advanced program. Awesome. Thank you, Zach. So I, I would it. also go back to uh, that article series because there are other options that are a little bit lower hanging fruit. There are other ways that you can reconnect and uh, stay in contact in, on a periodic basis so you don't feel like, well, I asked a question or two, got a good answer. Thanks. Later. Yeah. Some people, that's how the interaction is going to work and that's fine. Yeah. But I think that you're going to need more from at least a couple of people and anybody that's willing to put this much time into a response. This is a dead ringer for somebody that if done right, can be a Sherpa that can open a door for you, whether it's in a week or a year. I never guarantee timelines, but you use the strategy and a door is going to open. Awesome. And another thing, that response down there, the thanks again for offering to answer my question, that's from an old email. If you scroll down, actually, my final response is there. And just the funny thing about this uh, that I have in common with this person is that he said, you know, he spent like eight years working in a job that he didn't really like and then decided to make a change. He says, not everybody wants to do that. And I pretty much responded like, well, um, seven years, same thing. I, I have that in common with this person. Yep. And I think that that's really important. I'm going to point this out for uh, everybody on the call that's not in the advanced program. You're going to hear me talk about this more. What you're doing is you're, you're emphasizing something that I call the empathy factor. When you reach out to people and you do your research beforehand, you want to find those that understand where you are now that were there not so long ago. Right. And, and you've done was. that. So that that's somebody that's like, oh, my God, I totally know how Jonathan feels right now. Yeah. It sucks. I only wish that I had me to help me through it. Therefore, they're even more compelled to help you through it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that that's a great strategy. Awesome. Cool. All right. You feel, feel clear in your next steps? I do. Awesome. Before closing up today's show, I would love to ask for just a couple additional minutes of your time and attention to introduce you to one of my new favorite products created by my good friend Kit Perkins, who you may recognize as creator of the Topomat. Here is a brief excerpt from a recent interview that I did with Ergo-Driven co-founder and CEO Kit Perkins talking about his latest product, New Standard Whole Protein. I'm into health and fitness generally, but I want it to be simple and straightforward. About a year, year and a half ago, I started adding collagen into my protein shakes. And man, the benefits were like more dramatic than any supplement I've ever seen. So I thought if I can just get this down to coming out of one jar and it's ingredients that I know I can trust and you just put it in water and you don't have to think about it. When people think of protein powders, they think, well, I don't want to get big and bulky. And that's not what this is about. To me, this is about repair. So a big part of what we're talking about here is you are what you eat. Your body's constantly repairing and rebuilding and the only stuff it can use to repair and rebuild is what you've been eating unfortunately as the years have gone by every day getting out of bed it's like you know two or three creaks and pops in the first couple steps and that i thought you just sort of live with now but yeah once starting the collagen daily or near daily it's just gone so for us job 1a here was make sure it's high quality and that's grass-fed 100 pasture-raised cows and then the second thing if you're actually going to do it every day it needs to be simple it needs to taste good well my goal is that for anybody that is a creative professional like myself that's stuck in front of a computer, number one, they're doing it standing on a topo mat. Number two, they've got a glass of new standard protein next to them so they can just fuel their body, fuel their brain. So uh, you and I, my friend, one edit station at a time are going to change the world. And even better for your listeners with code OPTIMIZE, 
on either a one-time purchase or that first subscribe and save order, 50% off. So if you do that subscribe and save, that's 20% off and 50% off with code optimized. That's a fantastic deal. If you're looking for a simple and affordable way to stay energetic, focused, and alleviate the chronic aches and pains that come from living at your computer, I recommend New Standard Whole Protein because it's sourced from high quality ingredients that I trust and it tastes great. To place your first order, visit optimizeyourself.me slash newstandard and use the code optimize for 50% off your first order. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Hot Seat Fridays. If you find this new format valuable, please reach out and let us know. Just go to optimizeyourself.me slash contact to leave your honest feedback. And if after listening, you are wishing that you could schedule your own hot seat session, I invite you to join our community of optimizers, where you are going to find all of the support and connections you need to optimize every aspect of your life. Just go to optimizeyourself.me slash optimizer to learn more about the various coaching and mentorship options available so you and I can start working together. And as a quick reminder to subscribe so you don't miss future interviews just like this one, please visit optimizeyourself.me slash podcast. And a special thanks to our sponsors Evercast and ErgoDriven for making today's interview possible. To learn more about how to collaborate remotely without missing a frame and to get your real-time demo of Evercast in action, visit optimizeyourself.me slash Evercast. And to learn more about ErgoDriven and their brand new product that I am super excited about, New Standard Whole Protein, visit optimizeyourself.me slash new standard. Thank you for listening. Stay safe, healthy, and sane, and be well.